Hey, yo, what's going on, everyone? This is Lex James. And this is your boy, Mikey Bravo, and you're listening to The Wrestling High. And on this show, we'll keep you up to date on all things WWE and AEW, whether it's good, bad, or just completely shit. We're also going to be hitting you with all the rumors and hot topics all throughout the world of pro wrestling. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at the underscore wrestling underscore high. Do it. Alright, this is Make That Pussy Beatbox, Mikey Bravo. I'm sitting next to Lickensy Klitsky, Lex James. We're sitting here wondering why Apple still hasn't figured out how to make these products that we pay thousands of dollars for work 100% of the time because we had a pretty nice conversation last week for an episode that said it was recording but didn't record, so we just wanted to let you know that you might hear something weird and it's like a raw recap from a week behind yeah the raw recap that we had recorded for what was supposed to be last week's episode was the only segment we had recorded for that episode and um at the time raw had only happened so we had to wait for dynamite and smackdown to happen we were planning on talking about the AEW world title match between john moxley and hangman adam page where hangman adam page got knocked even stupider than what he already was before also wanted to talk about the whole CM Punk buyout from AEW or the potential buyout that, you know, has been all over the fucking internet. You know what the most fucked up thing about it not recording last week is? What's that? The one time we try to get ahead of the game by recording segments after we watch shows, to you know, so that way we don't got to record everything at once. Right. Is the time we get fucked. Yep. Fuck you, Apple. Uh, I feel like there's some blame to shell out to Anchor, the app putting this out too because it was the app that malfunctioned on us at the end of the day you but, know what um, you're right but yeah like i said um you know the timer was telling us that it was you know still going and still recording however what i did notice about halfway through but you know again the timer's telling me it's still going like the sound waves i guess weren't picking up like you see these things right here the little hills yeah. it was just flat the whole time and i noticed that but i was like all right but it's still the timer's still going the app was flatlining yeah and we were already halfway through and we were going good it was a good combo, too. Yes. But you know what? You can't recreate the chemistry between Mikey Bravo and Lex James. It just has to happen. So we just decided, fuck it. After a full 60-minute segment talking about what we were, you know, what I like I just told you what we were going to talk about, you know, it was SmackDown, it was AEW Dynamite, Moxley and, you know, Hangman for the world title, another Bray Wyatt promo, all that shit. By the time we tried to figure, you know, figure out if, you know, if it recorded or not, play it back it recorded 21 seconds of those 60 minutes so you could imagine we were pretty pissed off and we did not feel like talking about the same shit we had just talked about for the last 60 minutes it sucked but i did kind of get a kick out of loose cannon lex james losing his tempo over here <laughs> if I, had... I was just as pissed as he was but i kind of got humored by him just being him <laughs> if i could afford another ipad i would have flung this fucking one over the deck oh th this thing would have turned to pieces yeah as mad as you are yeah it's like of course this happens you know 62 episodes into this goddamn show so yeah and like i said the one time we try to get ahead of the game i mean we do try to get ahead of the game when we can which is not often because we're busy you're a father too 
I'm a father of none. Knocking on the wood table he almost destroyed last week. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's real shit because you and I were talking about, like, I don't have time for this shit. Yeah, the, the <laughs> fact that we do this shit is, is, this is extra time. We just, I guess, I don't have many people to talk about wrestling with, so talking about Let it. Let alone ones is, that know what they're talking about. Exactly. So that, that's what this is. This is spare time being used because we are busy. So yeah, and even you said it, it's like I don't feel like talking about this again. Like yeah, neither do I. Yeah, because <laughs> you can't. I'm just like defeated. Like, we're not reading off a script. We're just it's just our random conversations yeah. that we're putting out here. So. We're, we're, it's late at night on a Sunday, you know, and you work Mondays. I'm off, but I have you know shit that I do around my apartment to get me work you know ready for my work week. The money we pour into this shit. Yeah, and, and your apps can't even fucking not malfunction. Yeah, so either Apple, Anchor, whoever's responsible for that, man, like, just kindly blow dick. They both start with A. You know what else starts with A? Ass. So you can kiss. But. Couldn't have said it better myself. Are, are we going to talk about butterfly pants? Or well, I what mean. Are we talking about first here? Well, what I wanted to do, because, goddammit, we recorded that Raw segment. And I'm, I'm, I'm putting it out. It's on this. It's following this. And it was, you know, covering. The big brawl between Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar, where Bobby Lashley finally got the upper hand. We talked about that. And just basically what happened on that episode of Raw, JBL and Baron Corbin becoming a thing. Yeah, you kind of get two intros on this. Yeah, because like... That Raw recap starts <clears throat> with an intro, so I get to throw some L words out, you know? Yeah. But it's, what, two weeks ago now? Uh, yeah, yeah, by the time this comes out, so it'll be two you'll weeks hear ago. At least that segment. Two we... weeks ago is Raw, but this week's SmackDown on this yeah, show. Yeah, and honestly, this past week's Raw wasn't really that good. So I felt a little better because I'm like, yeah, I just won't talk about it. Fuck it. Yeah, SmackDown was better. I can't wait to talk about SmackDown. Yeah. So let's get through this. And, um, and I didn't watch Dynamite because I, I just need a break. Um, <laughs> I'm definitely... I, say that. I just need a break. Um... But I, I definitely, um, you know, I plan on seeing full gear. I do want to witness MJF winning the world title. So it's gonna be in Jersey. Yeah, I know, I know. I don't know if I can sit through five hours in no. AEW though. Not, not around their fans. Not in Jersey. No way. We'll we'll get into his fucking. If it's me, you, and Horse, we're getting into a six man tag. Nah, no, I'm good. And, and I don't need that. You mean a trios match? That's right, because we're fighting the idiots. Yes. Yes. Um, so yeah, I'm probably gonna see her clear from that one and, um, you know, pay $50 to fucking see it on pay-per-view again. Might not have to. But, well, I hope not. But yeah, like I said, um, I'm gonna play you this Raw recap from literally two weeks ago because goddammit, I'm not wasting that segment. I'm being stubborn, I'm gonna talk about shit that you already probably heard. Whatever. Yeah, we can laugh about it now. But, after, you know, we play this Raw recap, we will then talk about, um, this past week's episode of SmackDown, and I want to talk... I still want to talk about the CM Punk buyout. Because more shit has come out as far as that whole, you know, topic than there already was when we were initially about to talk about it. So I still want to touch on CM Punk. It's a yes, lot to yeah, dive in. I didn't hear the new news, so you can... It's a lot to dive in. A lot to dive in. Um, but it's almost, like, pretty clear as far as who's winning the investigation, and, we'll, you know, we'll jump into that. But like I said... It's a little quick, you know, backstory as to why we didn't release an episode last week. Um, you know, shit happens. What can I tell you? Um, but yeah, we're going to give you that raw recap that was supposed to be out last week. So it's about two weeks old, but hopefully you like it. When we get back from that, we will give you, uh, you know, a little bit of SmackDown and a little bit of CM Punk talk. So 
if you didn't watch the last two weeks of Raw, I at least got you covered on Raw two weeks ago. If not, you know, fast if forward. If you didn't catch up minutes. with what's going on on Raw, can you even call yourself a wrestling fan? Because even when I don't watch live, I still figure out what happened. So, whatever. If not, then just forward through the next 24 minutes and 26 seconds. What can I tell you? But uh, we'll be right back after that Raw recap from two weeks ago. Well, Ladies and gentlemen, this is your resident tribal chief, Mikey Bravo. I'm here with my wise man, Lex James, and you're about to take a trip to the island of relevancy that is the wrestling high. I like it. We got Raw, SmackDown, and Dynamite to talk about. Yeah, a little bit of Dynamite. We do have a big AEW world title match. John Moxley in his hometown of Cincinnati, Ohio against Hangman Adam Page, Mike's new favorite wrestler. Fuck um, him. I know Give you, me the oatmeal. Don't act like you don't have a pair of butterfly jeans. <laughs> yeah, I'm Stop. right. Stop. Give me the oatmeal. All right. Dry. I know, you, I know you got some cowboy shit. I'd rather chew a you. rock than fucking watch him. That dude's whack. Well, we didn't have to start with Dynamite. We start with Monday Night Raw. We didn't get any opening pyro. We just got Bobby Lashley cutting a promo. And usually that's not a good sign. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> the brawl was good. Though. But Lashley, he kept it short and sweet. Like, he was already mid-promo as soon as Raw went on the air. Which was a good thing, if you think about it. Uh, but he calls out Lesnar, and Brock comes out. And Brock's, you know, midway up the, of the ramp. Or down the ramp, I should say. And as Lashley gets out of the ring, Brock just, like, spears him into the apron. And he's about to drive him in head first into the to the steel pole. And Lashley reverses it, drives Brock into the pole, and then fucking spears him right through the barricade. And it looked like Brock hits the back of his head on the other side yeah, of the barricade. Before they even did that, when they first came down and Brock rammed him into the apron, and then he rams him into the the, the he rammed him himself. into the pole himself. Too, it was right? like like he really threw him into that like shit. Right there didn't look like. Uh, it doesn't look like Brock's It doesn't look like, they're, like they're just being stiff with each other. Yeah. And as soon as Lashley... <laughs> I wasn't even going there. But okay. <laughs> I had to throw that Holy in. Holy shit. But as soon as Brock Lesnar goes through the barricade and, you know, Bobby Lashley spears him through it, a bunch of officials and referees come to try to break it up and get, you know, separate the two. There's a couple actual wrestlers in there. Yeah, it, it wound up being, like, you know, a good part of the locker room, like Shelton Benjamin and a couple other guys trying to make, you know, a big wall Which between. makes sense, because when you got two of your biggest guys on the roster fucking throwing bows, you're not just going to send little security guards down, like, hey, you guys get out there and stop these fucking dudes. Yeah, and it, it was, you know, it looked like Benjamin was trying to talk some sense into Bobby Lashley, and he somehow makes his way around all of them onto the other side of the ring and he gets his, he gets to Brock Lesnar he spears him over the announce table and then they they get up Bobby Lashley takes him and just fucking slams him it was like his spine buster his one arm slam right through the table Brock Lesnar just got tossed like he was like it was the big show doing it to him and it was just crazy because like I, it's it sounds ridiculous but I didn't realize how strong Bobby Lashley was until I saw that so I've never seen, I, I, I never I seen Brock Lesnar tossed around like I that. I think it's more that you're not used to seeing Brock get tossed around other more than Bobby Lashley's strength. It's just Brock is Brock, you know? I think the only person that has is Big Show when he's done that Strowman, Strowman's had his way with Brock a Him little too. too. But you see Bobby do it and you're like, yo, like, 
sometimes you forget because of who Brock is that Bobby is just as big and strong. It was great because Bobby Lashley needed exactly this to look strong. You know, last week it was Brock Lesnar coming in and just embarrassing him. You know what I mean? Like just straight up herbing him out. F5'd him, a couple Germans, cost him his US I kind of wish they would have put these two in a fight pit. I mean, you never know. Maybe it leads to that. That, that would be dope. It could actually lead to that. And the thing is, you know, this last fight pit, you know, going off that a little bit with Rollins and Riddle, like, I think it was good enough where we could definitely see I'd more I'd like to of see that. more of them. They're good. That was the first one we've seen on the main it's roster. It's interesting. A cage match pretty much with no ropes and a little platform to fight on, that makes for a, a lot of shit to do. Yeah. And especially if you put guys like Lashley and Lesnar. Yeah, they, they would know, have so. a really, really good fight pit match. I, I wouldn't rule that out. You never know. Um, but, yeah, going back to this, Well, man, if it happens, you heard it here first. Exactly. Hopefully. Um, but Bobby Lashley, he needed every bit of this. He looked like a fucking monster here. And Brock Lesnar gave him a lot. You know what I mean? And it, it, the whole thing, I think, paid off. It looked great. And it was determined later on that uh, Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley would indeed be facing each other at Crown Jewel. We were talking about this earlier, and you said maybe we get a trilogy, which I wouldn't have a problem with. I mean, I could see... Maybe Brock gets his win here. I could see Brock win maybe if if this is just a straight up one on one. So there are like regular rules. I could see Brock win maybe in a dirty way, where this is you know there's a reason for Bobby Lashley to get revenge. Yeah, you know what I mean. And then may I don't know maybe there's a big beat down at the end. I'm not sure, but I, I could see because I don't think you pay the whole thing off and we just this is the last time we see them two at Crown Jewel. Like I was really hoping this was going to be at WrestleMania. If, if you've been listening, you know that this matchup is big because we've been talking about this since the beginning of the year. Yeah, and, and the first time at the Rumble, like when we thought we were it, getting it. It was kind of like, okay, I think these two could have did more than that. And just the whole, you know, the run-in with Roman. It was more about Roman and Brock than it ever was about Lashley and Brock. Um, yeah, like we've been waiting for this since high school. So now that we're getting it, it's it's kind of a you know, a big subject that we're going to really dissect. <laughs> yeah, so I just feel like um, this isn't going to be the only time uh, these two face, regardless. Which I'm I, fine but, with. And and if that's the case, I do think Lesnar goes over in uh, in Saudi Arabia. That's just me, because um, I don't think this is the, the last time these two face each other. Um, so the first match, we get Gallison and Anderson's debut match on Raw, and uh, they went up against Alpha Academy, and they beat them in about, you know, less than 10 minutes. So after the match, you know, the Judgment Day comes out, and Finn Balor, for whatever reason, just found this really um, odd way of cutting a promo. Like, he was really talking with his hands a lot, like, almost like he was busting a freestyle and shit. It was so funny. And he, he put out a challenge um, to, you know, the three, you know, club members, AJ Styles, Gallus, and Anderson, you know, against the Judgment Day at Crown Jewel. But when he, when he says Crown Jewel... He motions with his hand as if he's, like, talking about his balls when he says Jewel. Grabbing his mate is... <laughs> it was just so fucking weird. Um, and, of course, you know, they accepted. This also led to um, Dominic getting on the mic and challenging... Oh, no, AJ Styles getting on the mic and challenging Dominic Mysterio to a one-on-one -on -one match later in the night. That match comes along, and because of outside interference from Rhea Ripley, she grabs on to AJ Styles' leg and, you know, keeps him from going into the ring. And AJ kicks Rhea off. And as he does that, fucking Dominic Mysterio rolls up AJ Styles with the clean one, two, three. He didn't even have the tights. No, he just pinned him straight up. So Dominic pulls off the upset over AJ Styles. 
yeah, I guess that's a way to get us interested in this uh, in this six man. It's getting tag. heat. Dominic got heat. The whole Judgment Day got heat. I guess that's what you want. He's, it's not go away heat either. It's like these guys are fucking assholes. Like he, Dominic is, he's not a finished product. So nah, he's still young. What is he? Twenty three. He's got to be in his early twenties. I'm not too sure. He's, he's got years to learn shit. So he's not horrible, but he's just not the best. He just needs like his his in ring work is solid. It's just he himself like he just doesn't look convincing enough. He still has he still has to work on his body. To be completely honest, he he needs to either cut up or bulk up, whichever one is you know, the, you know best for him or whatever. I don't expect it to be you know, Shawn Michaels after he turned on Marty Jannetty. <laughs> yeah, no, at all. <laughs> you know, it, it's not that, not not at all. But um, you know, it's it's not the worst. I guess it's you know, it's if anything, it's funny, it's comical to you know to try to you know. He said he was going to mop the floor with AJ Styles. And, like, I don't believe a word of that. <laughs> At all. No way. But he did wind up getting the win, so what do you know? And, oh, we got Seth Rollins coming out, cutting a promo in a, very, great. in a very red suit as the new United States champion. The boots completed the outfit. The, what were they, zebra print? The zebra print boots. Yeah, they were, uh, they, they did. They were the best And players. he had, like, a fucking... Dracula type shirt on with the ruffles in the front <laughs> with the glasses Rollins is funny as shit but Seth Rollins is talking about how you know he tapped out in the fight pit match in order to preserve himself to be in the best shape possible to beat Bobby Lashley for the US title which is exactly what happened and he said he did it for the fans he tapped out for the fans and as soon as he says that Mike's real favorite wrestler <laughs> fuck you Mustafa Ali who Corey Graves has said he's known to be an interrupter of some sorts. It's exactly what he does here, and he interrupts Seth Rollins' pretty decent promo with a not-so-decent promo, and Mustafa Ali is just not... Do you see now why I think he's so corny? He's bad, dude. (laughs) It's just so... He says, like, you know, you you failed to mention about, you know, getting your assist from your boy Brock Lesnar about winning the title, but, you know, I won't say anything about that, and it's just, oh, this is so lame. Weren't you the one that said, like... He was complaining about how no one likes him because he's, like, Muslim, I guess. That has nothing to do with it. <laughs> I don't like it. it nobody that. likes you because you fucking suck. It's just, you're a charisma vacuum. They don't like me because I'm brown. But Bobby Lashley's been the champion. Like, <laughs> I don't know where you get this from. You, you just suck. It has nothing to do with anything else. Not your hair, not your skin, not whatever. <laughs> nothing. It, it, you just suck. Did you get it all out <laughs> Yeah, because he's fucking whack, bro. Like, he's always been so whack. He used to cut promos thinking, oh, I deserve this. You deserve nothing. You're lucky you're not fucking unemployed. How they didn't release you, I don't know. I think Vince McMahon kept him as a big fuck you for asking for your release. Now I keep you and do nothing with you. Because I shouldn't have ever hired you in the first place. He's the guy that should go to AEW. He'd fit in down there. Put him with fucking... The fucking Pendejo brothers. <laughs> and make them a trio. I think they're already a trio. Who, who the bastard, right? Yeah. He, he can do They'd other things. They'd be the death square. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it, send them down there. Anyway, so back to this fucking promo. Holy shit. <laughs> Fuck Mustafa Ali. He's a fucking... <laughs> Cunt nugget. He's he's, he's a whack fucking wrestler, dude. <laughs> so Seth Rollins is standing in the ring, and he, you know, 
he said something about Mustafa Ali wanting to come and, you know, join the party about his celebration. And Mustafa Ali says something about, you know, when Lashley was a champion, he promised me a shot. And, you know, now I know things change, but I'm here to cash in on my title shot or whatever. Didn't he get his shot and Lashley beat his ass? I, that's what I remember. So Seth Rollins told him something about, you know, like, hey, um, you're going to have to get in the back of the line because he has Matt Riddle tonight. And, you know, <laughs> you can either, you know, stay here and celebrate with me or you can skedaddle. I, I believe the choice of words he used. And I think he also said something about not being on his level. He doesn't belong in the same ring as him. Which is 100% correct. He laughed right in his face. He took the sunglasses off of Rollins' face. What, what was the stupid shit he said? You might be Seth freaking Rollins, but you're, st you're staring at your next freaking problem. <laughs> Ooh. I would have gave him spooky fingers right there. Just, I'm sorry, like... I better run. That was just awful. <laughs> I think Rollins even laughed at him, didn't he? Uh, Rollins, he, he he starts talking like out of character. He's like, look, look. He's like, I know you're a good guy. You know, you're one of the best performers in the ring here. And, you know, one thing that people don't know about you is that you're a great guy and you're an even better dad. And as soon as he finished saying that. Wham. <laughs> he lays <laughs> Ollie out with a right hand. That was the best part of the fucking segment. Throws him out of the ring. He starts celebrating prematurely because Ali gets, you know, gets him from behind and he starts getting a couple right hands in. Rollins pushes him off of him and then, like, chops him in the throat <laughs> and launches him into orbit <laughs> right into the fucking steel post. And Ali almost lands on the back of his head and he's laid out. And as Seth Rollins is walking up the ramp, he says, problem solved. <laughs> it's great. And as I'm watching this whole thing, that, that's what Ali's I can whole spot should be. Getting I, his ass kicked. You're an enhancement guy. It, it, it's a level above Jabba. You're oh. here to enhance our big talent. You'll you'll work with some big names, but ten times out of ten, you're getting your ass kicked. Oh, I mean, that wouldn't be the last we saw of Ali, and we'll get to that in a little bit. But JBL, we got a JBL appearance. There was a lot of news about him uh, possibly being the manager of Baron Corbin. And it proved to be right. Which JBL, is cool. he, he comes out in the mic and he cuts a heel promo on Oklahoma City where they are at on Raw. And JBL just, like, it's like he never lost a step. Yeah, he, st he can still rock the mic, dude. Instant heat. He was calling, you know, all these, you know, sweat hogs, these rednecks <laughs> in Oklahoma City. He was berating them, saying how Texas is a much better state and a much better football team. As far as college football goes, and he said, I can be here all night talking about how terrible Oklahoma is, but he's here to bring out Mr. Baron Corbin. And Corbin comes out with very similar music that he had to Happy Corbin, but with a different look. Yeah, he's not wrestling in fucking, like, club clothes no more. Yeah, it's not TGI Friday Corbin. It's not King Corbin. It's, it's not, not Hawaiian shirt Corbin. It's not bum-ass Corbin. He got a fucking singlet on now. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. You know, Which, cool. and he still has the fedora on, so you still got that happy Corbin element. Like I said, the music sounds a lot like it, which I don't really care for. I kind of wish they gave him a more serious theme than it is with JBL. Yeah, it just sounds too hokey. It's, it sounds too much like happy Corbin. It's just kind of like happy Corbin with JBL. Yeah, if he's Mr. Baron Corbin, give him some Mr. Baron Corbin music. Yeah, it, the music is, it's hard to take him serious, but 
He has a match with Dolph Ziggler, and JBL's in on commentary, and that's the best part of the entire match because he calls Kevin Patrick, the new Raw play-by-play -play, uh, commentator, he calls him Shamrock throughout the whole match. And it's Shamrock. It's hilarious. Um, and by the way, Kevin Patrick is... I, I don't think I it's going to work. I thought he'd be better than this. I don't think it's going to work. Um, Raw has not had a, a constant play-by-play -play guy for a long time. Like, this guy Jimmy Smith, he was there for about a year, and he wasn't bad. He got better, I think, and then he's got he got. If let JBL go. wasn't the manager for Corbin, I'd say fucking throw him there all every Monday. Yeah, but you already got Corey Graves there to do color. Like you need someone that's gonna be like the Michael Cole and Kevin Patrick is. I don't know, he's just not it. The guy on NXT is good, Vic Joseph, but I, I don't see them, you know, bringing him, you know, taking him out of NXT anytime soon. Yeah, um, I, don't, I don't know who else would do it. Yeah, maybe, maybe bring Ronaldo back. I, I wouldn't mind that, actually. I think that would be great. And all on Mondays would be dope. Yeah, you can put him with Corey Graves. I think that would be awesome. So, who knows? I, that would be a great idea. But um, but back to, you know, JBL on commentary and, you know, calling Baron Corbin and Dolph Ziggler. And Dolph Ziggler even gets a little bit of offense in. He hits him with a zigzag, gets a two count. Um, he goes for a super kick and Baron Corbin catches him, hits him with the end of days, gets to one, two, three. So... You know, he looked good in his first match as, you know, Mr. Baron Corbin. I don't know if that's his, like, actual name, but, you know, he's not happy Corbin anymore. They ditched that. And, yeah, JBL there being the mouthpiece, you know, hokey music aside, I'm looking forward to this. If, it, if this means we see Baron Corbin on Raw every week with JBL, I'm all for it. I, I should have mentioned, too, JBL also explained why, you know, Baron Corbin's even on Raw because he was actually traded for Rey Mysterio, which is why Rey Mysterio is now on SmackDown. And he didn't let that, you know, he didn't go without berating Rey Mysterio once again because we all know how much he hated Rey Mysterio. I thought it was cool, though. I, it, it's it's going to be awesome to see JBL on, on TV every week, especially if he's cutting promos. Yeah, because Baron Corbin needs that. He's yeah. not anywhere near JBL on the mic. No, no. And Baron Corbin, like, his promos weren't terrible. No, nah, but he can benefit from Corbin cutting promos. He can learn and see how to cut a promo live, too. Right. And, again, like, we get to hear JBL cut promos, which yeah, I'm fine with that. And if that means he can also call his matches, which I'll take that, too, shit. Because I love him on commentary. He, he's, yeah, the he's more JBL, the better. He's always been funny to me. Uh, so, like, the Miz and Dexter Loomis never takes place because Miz tries to, like cheat his way out of even having a match by staging like an accident where he slipped on water that he apparently planted there and he hurt his knee and Johnny Gargano's the one that kind of like you know outed him and as Dexter Loomis a, a loomer <laughs> Dexter Loomis <laughs> Dexter Loomis Dexter Loomis that's his new fucking name I'm gonna call him Loomis from now on <laughs> So as Loomis is coming out for his match, Miz attacks him from behind and hits him with a chair with, well, he hits him with like nine chair shots, but like two of them really land because like he hits him within the back, you know, the initial shot and then like once in the floor and then the other ones on the floor literally just hit the floor. So apparently Miz comes to the back and Johnny Gargano was standing there waiting for him and he's teasing, saying something like, you know, He's telling Miz, like, you know why Dexter Loomis is coming after you. And Miz is apparently acting like he doesn't. 
And Gargano said something about, you know, like, well, if, if you don't say anything, I'm going to blow the whistle. I'm going to be the one who says something. So apparently there is a reason why Dexter Loomis is, you know, stalking the Miz. And I, for some, what, how, what why Loomis, Johnny Gargano knows, I don't know. But if this means. What if Loomis ends up being fucking Maurice's like kayfabe brother that never wanted her to marry Miz? That would be ridiculous <laughs> as fuck. <laughs> It's was down the Mrs. Alley. Yeah, that would be pretty stupid. <laughs> exactly. But if this... I, I don't know where Tommaso Ciampa's been because he was, you know, with the Miz for a little bit and we haven't seen him with Miz for a while. Yeah, the addition of Gargano into this makes you think that the Miz is, like, maybe that's, gonna be the reason why him and Ciampa... He's gonna be the bridge to, jump, to Ciampa and Gargano, hopefully. So, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see where, where that takes us. Um, Omos and MVP mentioned that they're gonna be on SmackDown... And uh, to confront Braun Strowman. Well, I mean, I want to see that. I hope Strowman fucking buries him. That's probably going to be a crown jewel as well. So we're going to have to wait for that. Uh, main event time, though. Well, apparently Elias came back and before, right before the main event. And he's about to, I guess, sing another stupid song. Just so you know, Lex wants to walk with Elias no, so bad. I want to walk away from Elias. <laughs> um, and Matt Riddle comes out and... You know, I guess interrupts him, you know, from doing a song. I don't know. This was stupid. I fast forwarded to the fucking match because already I'm tired of Elias. Elias never did much for me. He was, sometimes he was funny. His matches. Like, I can't remember one match. <laughs> me neither. That's the crazy shit. Like, it's nothing particularly bad about his matches. Like, he's, you know, he lands his moves well. It's just, he's just blah. I don't get it. So I, yeah, I don't know. I, I know what you mean. I just want to see this Matt Riddle Seth Rollins match for the U.S. title, and apparently Elias is sticking around for this, and he gets a fucking like a knee in in the Seth Rollins' face on the outside, and somehow the referee misses it. I don't know. Um, but Seth Rollins did wind up winning the match. He curb stomped Matt Riddle into the mat one two three, and as Elias was about to get in the ring, because actually it was Elias that bumped into Matt Riddle, costing him the match. And as uh, Elias was going to come back into the ring after, you know, Seth Rollins won, he was greeted with a curb stomp. So, of all people, as Seth Rollins was celebrating, Mike's favorite wrestler came down to the ring to confront Seth Rollins once again and actually, you know, got the better of him uh, yeah, in an exchange. Because, because he cheap shot at him. He had to attack him from behind. Straight know, up, man. he couldn't do shit, though. He got punched in the face after getting called a good father. <laughs> I... I'm starting to think we're going to get Mustafa Ali in a United States title match in Saudi Arabia. Oh, uh, yeah, he's from around there too, right? I'm not sure, um, but I'm starting to think he, that They now. better not have him go over Rollins. Fuck you. I'm thinking we're going to get a fatal four-way because Elias was involved in that. Riddle, Elias, and, and Mustafa Cornwall Ali. and Seth Rollins? Yeah, that's a very odd fatal four-way, but... Yeah, it is, but, I mean... I mean, why else would they be doing it, right? Rollins and Riddle are involved, so... I mean, Rollins involved, you know, period. Yeah, I'm sure you know it's going to be something. I don't expect him to lose that match. If, if you know, if that is the, the route they're going, Fatal 4-Way, maybe for Crown Jewel, um, I really hope it's not. Because n not one of these matches, one-on-one, -on -one, really appeals to me other than Rollins and Riddle Part 4, I guess. You're even starting to beat that into the ground now. Yeah, you know, so I don't know. I, I think Rollins and Riddle should be done with each other. 
I don't see how Mustafa Ali has been built to, you know, a credible challenger or someone that's a threat. Bobby Lashley just laid waste to him a couple weeks ago. Yeah, he should be... I, I, I wouldn't even give him an entrance. <laughs> Tony Nese treatment, huh? Yeah, give, give him that. Wow. Let, let him be the guy in the ring when you come back from commercial. What if they were a tag team? The Jobber Express. No, the new job squad. There you go. Have Hardcore Holly or Al Snow come out and fucking manage them. <laughs> they just they just get their ass kicked by every tag team. Why not? Why not? But yeah, that was Monday Night Raw. Um, lot went down. Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley was taken to the next level. Um, Mustafa Ali got a lot of TV time. I guess more than you really care for. Yeah, I'd rather him be the guy that's just in the ring when you come back from commercial. <laughs> At best. And yeah, we still haven't gotten Dexter Lewis in The Miz. So uh, who knows when the hell we're getting that. JBL's back. I'm pretty pumped about that. Brock and Bobby, part two. When we get back, talk a little bit about SmackDown and uh, touch on AEW Dynamite on uh, Moxley and Page's world title match. So uh, stick with us. To back up into the ring in just a moment or two for more exciting fucking action. <laughs> so that was Raw from two weeks ago. Yeah. Not a week ago. That's when we recorded and the rest said, fuck you, Mikey Bravo. Fuck you even more, Lex James. Because he was more mad than I was. <laughs> But now we're going to talk about this past week's SmackDown, the most yeah. recent one. Yeah, SmackDown. Which is pretty fucking good. It, it was hilarious to we me. We got yet another just golden segment from Sami Zayn and the Bloodline. And it's saying Sami Zayn in the Bloodline and not Roman Reigns in the Bloodline. It's Sami Zayn who, once again, he steals a segment. I think this might have topped the Honorary Ooze t-shirt segment from, what, now a month ago? few weeks yeah, ago. segment of the year candidate. It starts off with Sami Zayn and Solo Sokoa there to actually teaming up against uh, the Brawling Brutes minus Sheamus. The fighting fellas. The fighting fellas. Um, Sheamus. Who have new music, by the way. Yes, they do. And I think it's their music. I think Sheamus is going to keep his. I like it. It's, it's like know. theirs is like a mix of Sheamus's with something else. But Sheamus gets to keep his own music, which is cool because it's the way it should be. He's a leader. Yeah. And uh, Sheamus is written off TV. Um. With, uh, you know, that whole angle a week ago with um, the bloodline jumping him and breaking his arm, I guess they said. He was actually written off TV because he was getting married. Miro you notice how many uh, stables there are in WWE since Triple H took over? That kind of like... Quite a bit. That kind of like goes together with how he used Evolution. Yeah. A stable to get new stars up. Like, sometimes it's better to throw your young guys with someone already yeah. established to get them going. And it's, I like it. Yeah, and the brawling brutes, man, the fighting fellas, or what did you call them, the the, the wrestling buddies, the brawling buddies. Yeah, it's got like eight that, different that's nicknames. What it, that's what for it these sounds guys. like. It sounds like a line of wrestling. But buddies. you know what? Like they're they're cool. They're getting I, they're like, getting over I, a little I bit. Like them. It, they're kind of latching on to Sheamus's, um, you know, newfound resurgence as a baby face. Maybe this leads to Sheamus challenging Roman for you know for the the Universal Title somewhere down the line. I don't know. It, it makes the tag division so much better because they, they are a tag team you and know? deeper. You know, so and 
There's distractions on the outside from both Jimmy and Jay throughout this entire match. They're trying to help, you know, Sammy and Solo win the match, but Jay trying to help winds up costing Sammy Zayn the match. Sammy, I think, got pinned by Butch. And with this win... Did the win give them the title shot? I'm assuming. I'm assuming Butch and Ridge, they got the title so shot. That means the drunk Uso can fly now? Hey, they're really hard on Jimmy Uso these so, days. But it's good to see that they can go defend the titles now because it's... I can't remember the last time they defended them. On well, on a pa- well, the last pay-per-view, um, they weren't at Clash. They weren't at Extreme Rules. They were at SummerSlam. That's kind of getting a while ago now. So why, yeah, well, July. Finally back on pay-per-view. Yeah. Uh, Ridge and Butch challenging the Usos for uh, the, the SmackDown and Raw Tag Titles at uh, Crown Jewel, Saudi Arabia. I'm assuming they got it with this win. But that's not the big story coming out of this match. Obviously, you know, Sami Zayn and Jey Uso, they just can't get their shit together. And, you know, the four Bloodline members, you know, the Usos, Solo and Sami, they're all trying to, like, calm... Well, they're all trying to calm Jay down. I think Jay and Jimmy even got in each other's face. Yeah. You know, and this is right before Roman Reigns' music hits, and he got a huge pop. Where, where were they? I forgot. I don't remember. I can't remember where they were. But his but pop was big. Roman got a pretty big pop. And it it had been I, w- I want to say if like if you still two deny that Roman is the man, then you know what? I, I don't know what else to tell you. Hater. Um, Roman gets in the ring and he basically says, you know, you guys want to act like children, and I'm going to treat you like children. And you know, he basically asks Sami Zayn and Jey Uso to step front and center and squash this immediately. And Sami Zayn, you know, he gets on the mic and he's like, "Look, Jay, I've always liked you. I don't know what your problem is with me." Jimmy likes apologizing. me. Yeah, he's like, I'm sorry, but I'm, you know, I'm willing to put whatever we have, you know, that we, that's been happening between us, put it in the past. You know, I'm for the bloodline, whatever. And it sounded sincere. It sounded good. Jay Uso gets on the mic, and he basically just calls bullshit. Jay's getting good. He's getting really good. This was a good one. He says something about, you know, you're not blood, so you're not a part of the bloodline. Just like he said. Let him know that he's not a family and he doesn't belong. Right. So, you know, Sami Zayn goes, you know, argues back with him and saying, look, this is what Roman wants. And, you know, this is what the tribal chief wants. And Jey Uso sticks his chest out and says, I don't give a damn what the tribal chief wants. And then Roman, his head just shoots up <laughs> and the crowd played they, to it perfectly. They were like, whoa. Like, they started chanting, you fucked up. <laughs> I, I felt the same way watching this shit. I was like, oh, shit. Did he just say that? Like, so Roman looks like he's got to, you know, lay the hammer down on Jay. And Jay looks like, you know, he just got caught with his, you know, hand in the cookie jar. So he, he comes over to Jay Uso and it looks like he's about to, you know, put him in his place. And Sammy, he interrupts and he tries to even make an excuse for Jay, for Jay Uso. He said that he's not feeling Usy these days. And as soon as he said that, literally everyone in the ring... The camera's mainly on Roman, Jay, and Sammy, but you can see Jimmy in the background. And a couple times, Paul Heyman got in the shot. Every single one of these guys are trying so hard not to break character. Roman breaks. Roman breaks. He's the first He's, one. Yeah, and Jay, who's supposed to be the one that hates Sami Zayn, is covering his face, trying not to laugh with the camera directly on He him. even tries to turn away, and Roman's like, no, 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 come back, come back. <laughs> Grabs him by the neck, right? 
And they even the fans just started chanting Usi too. As it's it, yo, it's fucking hilarious. When I was watching this, I was like, what? They got memes out now with the Usi fruit and Usi juice. Yes, I've seen that. <laughs> you know, so Roman said, "Is that what it is, Jay? You're not feeling Usi?" <laughs> and they start trying not to crack even more. It comes down to Roman Reigns saying, "You know, if you can't get on board with this, now I'm going to take the honorary off of." Sami Zayn's name, and he's going to be renamed Sami Uso. And that got a chant. We got a Sami Uso chant on top of that. And so, it's, you know, the, Sami Zayn's face through all of this is the one of the best things about it. Dude, Sami Zayn is becoming like the biggest baby face before our eyes. It's going to make when they turn on him so much better. They're going to get so much heat, and the crowd's going to want to see him win so bad. This is going to be such a red-hot angle that they're doing once they whenever that is whenever they turn on Sami Zayn and I I say it has to be done closer to Wrestlemania season as that starts to approach you can't do it yet you got to ride this shit at least till the beginning of next year like I said around maybe Royal Rumble time I think Sami and Jay need to have a pay-per-view match first just like a not, it doesn't need a title, nothing. Well, it has a story. We need that payoff. That, yeah. that Whether that's a, a pay-per-view match or, you know, a SmackDown main event, whatever. You got to think realistically and here. And then the turn happens at some point. And WrestleMania, along the way, some, somehow Kevin Owens comes and teams up with Sammy and they take the belts from the Usos. That's the way this has to finish. Yeah, to me... I mean, what a what a story! And that night we get that those new be. championships instead of these fruit roll-up belts. Ah, that I, would I, be so much better. That would be great. Way overdue for a new tag team title design. These segments, man, they just get better and better. Every segment with the bloodline is just—it's—it's it's gold. It's funny as hell. Sami Zayn is as entertaining as anyone has ever been right now. Roman Reigns. Like, how he just takes to this. Like, it's it's hilarious. Just seeing him break character. Him and Jay, camera right on. Like, it, it, Sami Zayn is that funny. He's that good. He's His that good. face through the whole thing when Roman's telling him, like, I'm going to take the honorary off this shirt and make him a full-blown ooze. Sami Zayn got this, like, fucking cheese dick smile on his face. <laughs> and he's just back there like, really? Is there a realistic chance that Sami Zayn is the one... Take the titles off of Roman, is it, is it, or is it just a pipe dream? Because it, it that thought has to be out there at this point. It has to be out there just because, my God, like the pop that that would get. Yeah, that's why I'm saying when when they turn on him and they get that heat, and he becomes that, like we want to see him win now. The sympathy that Hogan never understood. Yeah, you know, he's gonna be on top. <laughs> if he takes the belts off of him, not only is that a, a culmination of a story, you're going to get a dope match, but the people are going to go fucking nuts. Here's the thing, too, man. Like, Sami Zayn, he's doing some of the greatest character work that we've seen from anybody in recent memory. Honestly, him and Roman are the two best characters, and I think I would say Seth Rollins is right up there, too. The bloodline was work. already the best, like, stable in wrestling. Yeah, but this But is... Sami Zayn took it over the top. Yeah, he really did. He really did, and we forget Sami Zayn is also a great pro wrestler. Yeah, um, he loses. He's been losing the past. He lo- couple he of took months. the pin in this match. The SmackDown. I the, I remember Sami Zayn losing since the SmackDown I went to back in. I don't even remember. Wasn't that against Riddle? Yeah, back in May. 
I want to say, like around your birthday. That, he's been losing since then. And he, he's not really losing because he's just that. You don't even realize it. You don't even realize it because it don't matter. Seth Rollins has been losing on Raw all year. He finally got a U.S. title. But his character work has been so great in his matches. You don't realize it. Yeah. Like these guys are that good. Sami Zayn and Seth Rollins on their respective shows are arguably the best characters. I mean, obviously Roman is there too. Um, but they're, they're, they're the workhorses of their shows, man. They're the ones that are like legit. Sami Zayn's there all the time, unlike Roman. Yeah, and Rollins is too. Sami Zayn's the MVP of SmackDown. Rollins is the MVP of Raw. Both heels, both entertaining as hell, both getting, both winning fans over. Yeah, people don't know whether to cheer or boot them because they're supposed to be heels, but they're like, what the fuck? They're just that cool. And now that I think about it, I need to see those two cross paths and have a match. And I think it would have to happen after Sammy turns face. Yeah, at some point, Sammy is the face, Rollins is the heel in a program. My God, that would be after the second. Great. They showed uh, Paul Heyman showing Roman Reigns a video of. Logan, Logan Paul, Paul knocking Paul people out. And Roman's like, Paul, he had two matches. Like, like I, I, I hope he squashes this fucking kid. See, all right. I can, I can almost see where they're going to go with it. Maybe Roman kind of like toys with him, plays around with him too much. Maybe even lifts his head off the mat at a two count. He's dominating him. And then Logan Paul's going to get a flurry. He's going to get a... You know, like a comeback. Yeah, a hope spot. You can knock Roman Reigns He's out or appear with to. Shawn Michaels. Maybe that's what Shawn Michaels was training him how to do. Mm-hmm. Get the crowd to believe Whoa, that you're really giving all you got. Shawn Michaels has a knockout shot. Just happens to be his foot, not his hand. Yeah. So you can play that up. Logan Paul could land his knockout shot. Lay, you know, lays Roman out. Roman gets his hand up at two and a half, or gets a foot on the rope, or whatever. Or his, or his feet are literally underneath the rope, so that breaks it. That breaks the pin too. You could do something like that. Or maybe Paul Heyman just pulls the foot under the that rope. too. You know what I mean? Like they can go places with it, where Logan Paul could have you know, a, you know, he can shine, he can show what he can do. But Roman's gonna dominate most of the match. He's gonna be in control. He, he's not losing this. You know, so I like what they're doing. At least Paul Heyman's expressing concern and Roman's kind of, you know, brushing it off. Not really taking that. That's a series. good way to book that match. Yeah, I like it. Paul Heyman pulls the leg under the rope to save, you know, his Roman. meal ticket. Yeah, he's done it with Brock before. Yeah. Plenty of times. He's way showing back in him the day now. The videos for a reason because he knows, you know, you might not want to take this lightly. And when Roman does... Now I gotta save my meal ticket here. He was saying, it's like, look, it's, it's, he's right. It just takes one shot. And for those who, you know, hadn't heard by now, Jake Paul, Logan Paul's brother, did beat Anderson Silva. I believe that was last night by unanimous, uh, unanimous decision. Um, I but, kinda wish he would fight an actual boxer. Well, a guy that's not past his prime. He, after Anderson all his Silva's, fights, he keeps calling out uh, Canelo. I'm like, you wanna die? Wait, um, Canelo? They, they, they actually called no, him? Yeah, he really? called him out. He's like, keeps calling him out, and it's like, bro, you, you want to go to the hospital? Like, Canelo will destroy him. What? <laughs> Stick to old retired fighters, because... Yeah, it's the only ones you can, you can win. You don't, you don't and want I'm, and I'm pretty sure Roman even said something about that in the, um, the press conference, where he was saying, it's like, yeah, you beat Floyd Mayweather after he retired. It's like, I'm in my prime. Yeah, 
And I like how, you know, and I like how Roman's playing it too because, hey, champ for the last two years hasn't been pinned in three. So, you know, where is this guy's going into his third match? Makes sense for, you know, Roman to be booked this way. You know, kind of being cocky about it. This guy just finished beating Drew McIntyre in his home. <laughs> his title reign, period. Look at the names on it. Yeah. And you, then you understand why he's... Like, I beat these guys. Why would I be worried about a guy who only has three matches under his belt? What? And in, and both of those matches, one had Dominic Mysterio, the other had The Miz. I feel like that's worth mentioning. Yeah. So from Dominic, Miz, Roman. <laughs> yeah. But anyway. That's a big jump. That's quite the jump. It's quite the jump. Hell, Brock Lesnar didn't even have a fucking jump that quick. And his jump was pretty quick. Um, so what else we had on SmackDown? Um, Mason Monsoor, job to the New Day. Emma came back. And the crowd went... Mild. Very. I mean, she's nice to look at, so I'm all right with it. Yeah. I just I, wish... I think if they used her old music... Her NXT music. People might have popped more for her. I know one person that would pop for her. Horse. Horse. Horse is a big uh, Emma fan. So we got Ronda Rousey. She, obviously, she's going to beat Emma. Emma, I guess, um, answered her open challenge for the SmackDown Women's title. So, so WWE pulled the AEW, a re-debut, and she loses? Yeah. <laughs> well, you're not going to beat Ronda, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mean to break that to you. But, but the, you know. the good thing about it is after the match, was it after the match where uh, Shayna Baszler puts Natty in... Oh, in the sleeper hole backstage with uh, you said with Natty's Ronda. so fucking corny. And she is. She is. She is. But I did like the idea of you know finally putting Shayna Baszler and Ronda Rousey, you know, kind of like teaming them up. And you even brought up the idea of hey, why not put the tag titles on them? Yeah, right. Eventually, we had double champ. Who gives a fuck? They've done it before. Why not? And those two would dominate. Like that would actually be legit because they are close friends in real life and they that can lead together. to them losing the titles and set them up for the women's title one yeah. on one I, and again I, I wish they would yeah I wish they would do that I don't know who you make the heel or the face in that one I think that's because Shayna go needs way. some building after the way they handled it with Liv Morgan they, they uh, constantly man like they build Shayna Baszler up to knock her the fuck down and it sucks because like she's not the strongest promo but you also don't have to have her cut promos. She doesn't no, have to talk she's much. Just a bad motherfucker. Yeah, she don't have to talk much. And I think her and Ronda together, they're gonna help each other out with that shit. You know, I think them going, you know, seemingly finally joining forces, you can do so much with that. That could be a WrestleMania match down the line. Um, so I, I did like to help that. Build her look strong. Yeah, and then show some dissension within between the two. They lose the titles in the fluke. I, and honestly, it kind of makes Ronda Rousey more appealing having Shayna Baszler around. Because, you know, they are too legit. Like, they are... Well, I was going to say too legit to quit. <laughs> they just might be. <laughs> I mean, I don't see them tapping out to anybody, right? Um, Too legit to tap out doesn't really roll off the tongue that well, you know? Yeah. Karrion Cross beat the Mad Capper. His head didn't look that bad. This no, it didn't. It didn't. I guess he's uh he's got some better hairspray, I guess. I don't know. Or maybe Madcap's just not. I you like know, the, the, the way you cut a McIntyre's. promo with Madcap in the fucking sleeper hold or whatever you could cross jacket. That's right. That's right. I did like that too. Even though as the promo went, it looked like that cross jacket was uh, a little 
loose on him. It looked like he uh, had a size too large on the fucking cross jacket because that shit was not tight at all. Like, as he was talking and zooming in, you see nothing but space between his yeah, neck and his fucking arms. Yeah, it's like, I'm not telling him to actually choke him out, but it's like, it's like you're just hugging him. You know? But... I think it was the SmackDown episode from the week before where Drew McIntyre, he, he threw out the challenge to Karrion Cross for the, the cage match in uh, Saudi Arabia. So I got a, got a fucking cage match. Karrion Cross and Drew McIntyre. Um, honestly, I don't, I can't really call that one. I don't know who's winning that one. I, I hope there's no ref. Like, I want to You know see there's going to be a ref. I want to see them have to climb out or crawl out because then that way you can protect both of their momentum because... You could have one of those, you know, cliche finishes where one guy crawls out faster than the other guy climbs, or vice versa. Right. But no ref. You have to escape the fucking cage. Not this pinfall submission bullshit. What's the cage for? We're having a regular match with a cage around it? No, you gotta get out. Have we had an escape with a ref, like an escape from the cage with a ref in the ring? I remember the last time we had one. I wish Triple H would do this fucking match justice and make it escape only let these guys pound on each other they're both fucking whoa pause right whoa you ha- you lost me and let Hold these on. guys pound each other this is in the a guy cage. who said that roman had to lay the hammer down on jay uso it's, that doesn't sound nearly it, as bad it, it as sounds just as carried cross and drew mcintyre pounding each other in a cage i said pounding on each other on each other <laughs> in saudi arabia <laughs> You can see where Lex James' mind is going with this. I think I'm going to skip that back. He's picturing now. it right now in, in oh, his head. Wow. Like, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> like I said, no ref. Yeah, so yeah, Karrion Cross, he beat Madcap Moss. Cross and Moss. Just realized that rhyme. Do you think they did that on purpose? Maybe. I, every time we get near like, near like the end of SmackDown and... You know, we're like maybe half hour away from the show ending. It's like, oh, I guess we're not getting Imperium. We're not getting Gunther. And it's like every time I think that, he's summoned. Rey Mysterio's backstage having, a, um, you know, an interview with Caleb Braxton. And just out of the blue, gets nailed with a chair from Giovanni Vinci. <laughs> the chair shot was fucking funny, bro. It was hilarious because you just see him get nailed from his, I think it was his left arm that just got hit with the Rey chair. Mysterio's not ever in his life been the best promo yeah. and just to see him like so riled up like yeah i'm in my hometown and my home of smack whack enchanted <laughs> <laughs> his shoulder and then yeah then imperium grabs him by the arms and then gunther shows up and he you're grabs excited him. he grabs him <laughs> by the face oh you're excited rips his chest uh, rips his shirt off his chest whack then, <laughs> just like you said a fucking whack right across the chest lays him out I think every Rey Mysterio... That's the coolest promo. thing about Gunther is that he's just straight to fucking business. That's why I love I'm him. not here to talk. I'm going to smack you in your chest. Every Rey Mysterio promo needs to end the way this one did. With a chair shot and a smack to the chest. And that was hyping up there in a Continental title match on uh, the SmackDown before Crown Jewel. That's going to be good. Yeah, that should be fun to watch. So, uh, yeah, I, I got a kick out of that. Just a, a quick... He, yo, Ray's two, gonna three make minutes. Gunther look like a fucking Terminator. I know, I know. Ray Mysterio and Gunther should be a really uh, fun match to watch. Good Intercontinental Title match. Really looking forward to that. So we end SmackDown with a Bray Wyatt promo, and his entrance looks great. The music is really growing on me. 
I like how it builds up throughout the entrance, you know what I mean? It's a lot of pain in the song, which makes sense. It goes with Bray Wyatt's character as far as what he's showing us, like just being, you know, he keeps telling us that he's this is the real man that's talking to you guys. You know what it's I just noticed about this promo? If you look at his very first one, the night, what was it, the SmackDown after Extreme Rules, mm -hmm. he came out and he said, no, this is just me, this is not nobody but a mask, it's just... No know, smoke Bray. and mirrors. Then for the next few weeks, Bray went back into like, I'm going to do horrible things. And he comes out now and he's like, oh, when you guys do stuff like that, it, you know, it makes me feel like I got to do something wild. And then he's like, it's just me talking to you. It kind of gives me a sense like this motherfucker forgot that he already came back because he went. I think they're doing like a split personality yeah, yeah, thing yeah. with Bray Wyatt where he falls into these personalities and forgets what he's doing. And I think I brought it up on another show, but the movie Split, it's it's going to be mm -hmm. kind of, like, he's kind of like that, where there's different personalities that have control of him. Well, there was, a, there was a quick segment that was shot, well, not even a segment, it was in the, it was earlier in the show, and it showed Bray Wyatt backstage, and it had his music playing in the background, but he wasn't saying anything, he was just kind of looking around nervously. It, he just looked, like, uneasy. The way he plays it is so good too. Right. Like he comes out and cuts a promo, and the the lighting—I don't know what whether it was in the production truck or what—but he was half blue, half red. Yeah, that I noticed. Just too. like it was in the back when he was cutting that promo last the time, week half before. blue, half red. And it, it's just something big's gonna happen, and this is fucking good wrestling. This is good TV. That's the thing with Bray Wyatt too. Like he's left so many Easter eggs and such, like so many older promos from years before and then like fast forward to right now a lot of the shit a lot of their shit is playing out yeah like the fiend was heavily hinted at years before we even knew that was a thing i watched a interview with triple h where they asked him about bray wyatt and the way he did yeah, the ariel hawani one he was like yo like he's so insanely creative but somebody needs to harness it because he's here and there and here and yeah there. And I think with Triple H harnessing Bray Wyatt's creativity... And not Vince. That is why this is so that, good. Because that's the thing. Triple H is going to harness it. Vince... Vince wanted to make it his. Vince that, and Vince was stifling him. Yeah. But the, I'm already invested. I watched... Uh, the, the, the bloodline in this is what I tune into SmackDown right. for. Right. Apparently Bray Wyatt's already taken over uh, All the other merch. decent stuff in between is just extra. Bray Wyatt is apparently taken over as a uh, top merch seller. Yeah, look at that. Bloodline. In what, two, three weeks? Yeah, yeah, three weeks. And then the next part of this segment... Bray Wyatt says there's no snow, uh, smoke and mirrors, no mask on, it's just me and you. Like I said, he's already said that before. And, you know, after going off on you know, a couple other things he was saying, the lights go out and then another video appears on the screen. And it's a mask, it's someone in a mask... This is the guy that was, uh, you know, heavily rumored to be Uncle Howdy. Uh, the name Uncle Howdy was, you know, copyrighted not that, you know, not that long ago. And we all expected this to be like a character, you know, that had something to do with Bray Wyatt. And it's this cowboy looking mask, but like the mouth moves w when the guy talks. So it's, it makes it look like it's his real face. The guy that made the Fiend mask, he's made masks for actual horror movies that have been in, you know, like Jason, I think he did. And I think his last name is Savini. Is it Tom I can't Savini? remember. I, I can't gotta, remember. I gotta look it up. But uh, he makes good masks. And 
this mask is actually I, I think this is like his actual uncle Barry Windham. If you look the at mask it, does look like Barry Windham. If you look Windham's at it face. and you look at a picture of Barry Windham when he was in WWF, his name was the Stalker. Like Uncle Howdy is, is Barry Windham, like a little homage to him kind of. Yeah. But I think the guy behind the mask I think is actually Bo Dallas because if you, if you listen to him talk and the things he says the sayings that we've been seeing on signs right before Bray Wyatt came out, the revel in what you are, yeah, you, you killed, killed the, world. the world, you know, lying about not wearing a mask. You can never me. hide from me, your Uncle Howdy or some shit like that. Yeah. And mm. if you listen to his voice, it, it kind of resembles, it resembles Bray Wyatt, but if you... If you've ever heard, yeah, you showed me a promo earlier though of the B team when they were going after Matt Hardy and Bray, and Bo Dallas actually had a beard on and he was trying to sound like Bray, and I'm like, yeah, that, that's the guy that was behind Uncle. Yeah, Howdy. and he actually sounded like Uncle Howdy. You can't and I tell didn't me even, that's not him. I didn't even mean to see that to show you that to even make that connection, but as you're saying that, it's like, yeah, that's the Uncle Howdy voice. That's the and, and then he had the cross earring in that Bo Dallas wore, and it's like. There's another, something else is pointed out about that too. Um, someone zoomed all the way in on like the, you know, the front teeth of the man behind the Audi mask. And they were gapped. And another image of Bo Dallas showed yeah, that he good. had the same teeth. Good. Him and Bray Wyatt should have been working together. Yeah. It but shouldn't have taken where, them to both lose go? their jobs. Is, is Bo Dallas coming back as Uncle Howdy, like the character and he's going to feud with Bray Wyatt, or is Uncle Howdy going to be, like, part of his stable? See, or? that's what I want to know. And maybe I'm being a little impatient because I do want to know who's Bray Wyatt's first target going to be. You know what I mean? A lot of people are kind of joking and saying, like, Bray Wyatt's first feud is going to be with himself. And right now, that's kind of what it looks like. And it's interesting as all hell, don't get me wrong. But I want to see him in the ring. I, I want to see what this new Bray Wyatt's going to look like in the ring and, and how that's going to be portrayed. I don't know if Bo Dallas or Uncle Howdy, like, again, it's not confirmed that it's Bo Dallas, but a lot of people are expecting it yeah, to be. Because there is talk uh, about saying, bringing him back. There has been talk about, you know, them bringing him back. And it would for, make sense. For what it's worth, he is also the real life boyfriend of Liv Morgan. Which, if he's getting a stable, makes sense because she's been acting fucking weird herself with right. all the shit she's been doing. Right. So, yeah, the the Uncle Howdy promo at the very end of SmackDown to close SmackDown out. I don't know. I, I think I watched that a bunch of times over just to kind of, you know, look for clues. See, you know, you can see the guy in the mask has contacts on, so you can't really tell if it's Bo Dallas through the eyes. But, again, the same earring. The chipped teeth and, you know, the chipped two front teeth or whatever. Or the gap in between them. The listen voice. to the voice. Again, yeah, that B-team promo where they were cutting on Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt that I just happened to show you. I was yeah, just showing it, it to you just because it's like Bo Dallas and Bray Wyatt actually did a fucking thing together. And when hearing that voice, the voice he used as Bray Wyatt, they do sound very similar when, when they yeah, want to. if you, you know haven't I mean? heard that, go on YouTube and find that promo and listen so you can see why... We're, you know, we're not sure it's Bo Dallas, but all signs kind of point to yes. Yeah. Listen to the voices right one after another. If it's not him, then fuck, I was wrong. But shit, I think that's Bo Dallas. At first, I thought it was going to be Bray Wyatt because, again, you can the voice sounds similar. They, but they, they again, sound alike. They look alike. I mean, they're fucking brothers, you know? I don't understand how they never, like, touched on it the first time. Like, it, ha it took them to get fired. 
to come back and now they'll do something. Yeah, I I just like I just never understood it back then. It's like they look exactly alike. Yeah, that's like splitting the Usos up and not saying that they're fucking twins. They they. I never understood how the bowl wasn't part of the the Wyatt family to begin with. I always got a kick out of both. He was entertaining when he used to run around the ring when he won and the bowl bowl leave thing. He he has entertaining. Even when he was acting like Bray Wyatt, he's an entertaining dude. And he's a big dude. Yeah, he. I, I don't know why they didn't see anything in him. He's a big dude. And I feel like that. that's... I want to stress that out. He is a big motherfucker, Bo Dallas. It's... it. I don't think TV does justice. Like, I've seen him in person. I remember, like, that Bo Dallas that you were just talking about. I remember for, like, an old SmackDown, I want to say in, like, 2014, it was at Wilkes-Barre. And they did a main event match. Him and Jack Swagger, you know, fucking Jake Hager, uh, Jericho appreciator. Um, and Bo Dallas, was, he had just come off from NXT. And he, you know, he's, Jake Hager's a big dude. He wasn't that much smaller than Jake Hager. Like, Bo Dallas is a big dude. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. those, I mean, he comes from a wrestling family, the Rotundas. You know, like, it's, it's, it's a shame it took this long. To do something with these guys, but I have a feeling that's Bo Dallas. It, it's about damn time. Long overdue. Yeah, long is. overdue. And, but like you said, the question, is he going to be feuding with Bo Dallas or Bray Wyatt? Or with Bo Dallas or Uncle Howdy, whatever? Or is this someone that's going to be like, you know, like a, one of his Wyatt Six? Yeah, so I don't know about the stable? Like, what's going on? Yeah, so I don't know. I, I'm sure all these will be questions uh, answered soon. Just some kind of impatient at this point. Like I just want to. Like, but I'm that, that's how you book wrestling shows. You want people to keep watching next week. I'm yeah, it is. I'm just used to you know. We've had the fucking quick payoff so for so long that we're used to it now. And they're not even good, most of the time. Yeah. So now we're getting these long, you know, sizzled yeah. out storylines, and we're like, shit. Like this is what we wanted, but we're kind of not used to it. I gotta retrain myself to be patient. I'm good with it. I, I, I'll wait. Cause I know no, it's it's interesting as hell. I know Bray Wyatt's gonna finish this off with like a what the fuck. But I do I do want to know who's his first target gonna be. Me who's too. The first That's one. interesting. You know. Um, Please don't just hot shot him to Roman. No, you can't. Please keep them the hell away. That from That has each other. to be a long, slow cooked story there. Well, it's like you said before we uh, switch gears. Um, like when Bray Wyatt said, you know, on this journey. I'm going to do a lot of awful things. So this journey, like at the end of the journey, is, is the end of the journey Roman Reigns. Yeah, it's so crazy now because... It's going to happen. A couple of months ago, it was like, well, who beats Roman Reigns because there's nobody else? Now it's like, well, who beats Roman Reigns because you got Cody, you got Seth, you got Bray. You got Sami Zayn. Me, per- yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I would personally like to see... Bray Wyatt go on this journey, and on this journey, he just destroys people. But the journey is to get the title back that he was never pinned for as the Fiend. The guy who pinned Strowman was Roman Reigns. So if somebody mm-hmm. beats Roman Reigns for the Universal title and it ends up being Bray Wyatt, it's like, look at how Full long circle. That... And remember back in the old days, anybody but you. Anyone and but you, Roman. They could play off that. There's just a yeah. long story to be capped off by... Bray coming back and getting his see, title back. See, now I'm torn. Because yeah, you wanted to see Cody. I want to see Cody and take I'm right the there with you. Because, damn it, 
he laid down the groundwork and he laid out his mission statement the day after WrestleMania and said, hey, I'm coming here, I'm coming back to win the title that my father never got a chance to win. And to me, that is like, all right. And Cody has lived up to that. This might be a cause to split the world titles up again. But how? I don't know. How the hell do you It's going to be hard, but you might have to somehow get Rollins with the WWE title at some point. So if Cody is coming back for a title win, Rollins is going to... It makes sense for Rollins to be that guy. Right. Uh, I still still want Cody to fucking beat Roman, though. I don't know. I I still want want Bray to be the one. Just because of the, the long storied history... Anyone but you, Roman. Bray, Bray coming back changes everything. Bray coming back after being released and now going on this journey, and the journey ends with the tribal chief. I mean, for what it's worth, like you're, I do agree with what you're saying. Like Bray beating Roman, Cody beating Seth for their respective titles does tie in. You know, they, they both of those stories come full circle, but. How the hell do you get the titles, one of those titles, off of Roman? Well, I, well, I think you saw it, too. I saw something online. The, the TLC like, idea. Have a TLC match with Roman and Seth and have them tug a wall over both the titles. But since the Universal title means more to Roman because he had it longer, yep. he chooses to grab that one, but Rollins rips the WWE down. And then WWE could have one of their classic, like, what the fuck do we do moments like both they had with the same time. 94 Rumble. And then when, when John Cena and Batista did it, have them come out and Accidentally. say, well, you know what? Seth Rollins got the WWE title. He keeps that, and Roman, you keep the Universal. And fuck it. Roman doesn't look weak because he still has the one he's had for over two years now. And it's controversy. And so then it's going to be made a big deal. Rollins got the WWE title, and he gets to do whatever the fuck he does until Cody comes back. And then Cody, remember, Rollins, before Cody left, Rollins told him, you're never going to take anything from me again. Mm-hmm. Cody comes back and says, I got one more thing to take from you. Mm. WWE title. I liked it. And then on the other side, you got Bray Wyatt just destroying different big names on his way to Roman at some point. Not quick. All right. So you know what? Cody still wins the Rumble. Okay. Yeah. I, I need Cody, Cody to win the Rumble. Cody wins the Rumble. And since we're clearly not doing my Bobby Lashley, Roman Reigns idea at the Rumble as far as how we're getting to Brock and Bobby... Then I, I pose a different I, I liked your idea a lot better. I did too. But we're getting Brock and Bobby now. Um, but let's say at the Rumble we get a return Rollins and Reigns match just like we saw earlier this year. And the way that ended was, you know, a choke out and he wouldn't let go of the hold even though he was on the ropes, whatever. So maybe we do that TLC match at the Royal Rumble this year, Alamo Dome. It, you know, it makes sense. It makes so much sense because then Roman still technically doesn't have a win over Rollins because Rollins leaves that match with the title. Yeah. I won. Rollins didn't lose anything. You had everything to lose, and I took some of it. Not all of it, but I took some of it. Something. And it just, then it sets up Roman to keep being champion on SmackDown for a while while Bray goes on this. Fuck it, start it. Somebody said online with Goldberg. Have Goldberg's contract runs out in a few months. Have him have a match with somebody Destroy some jobber or something. I don't know. That's how he gets ready for Roman. And then fucking Bray comes out and gets revenge on the guy who took his title from him. Just go on like a revenge tour. And then... Like The Fiend was supposed to be. Yeah, then that ends with... The Fiend was never supposed to face Goldberg. With the... Hopefully he gets a stable because then you got Wyatt Stable versus 
the fucking bloodline. Yeah, it just wouldn't be on time for war games. No. But whatever, I could forgive that. I could forgive that. But yeah, I, I like that idea. I still want to see Cody and Roman, though, damn it. Bray Wyatt coming back just kind of changes it, it, everything. It's a good problem. That's, 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 it's a great problem it to is. have. It's a great problem to have. Imagine if we didn't have that and there was we're no so Cody used to, We're just so used to knowing what's coming a mile away. Predictability. And, I, and, I, and I, I'm not... I'm okay with predictability in wrestling as long as, you know, how we get there makes sense and isn't necessarily so predictable. But as far as the end result, like, if you know, like, all right, we know so-and-so is going to win this match, but how do we get there? Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't mind predictability that makes sense, but when you're so numb to, like, all right, this is obviously going to happen, whatever. Now, instead of just one guy... Where last year, it was like, all right, Cody has to be the... Well, not last year, this time, but, like, before Cody got hurt or whatever, Cody had to be the one to beat Roman, right? You know, the Bray Wyatt wasn't even an option. Yeah. Sami Zayn, that was a pipe dream. No one would have even thought that he'd even stick around with the bloodline this long. You I know? think those three names that you just... And said, Seth you can put up there, but I don't really think Seth is going to beat him. Has prolonged Roman Reigns' right. title reign. Because if, if Cody doesn't come back, if Bray don't come back, and if Sammy never works with the bloodline, where the fuck does Roman go? Yeah, I know. Randy's hurt. Yeah. So Cody coming back gives him a possible, maybe Cody gets a shot and loses. I don't know. I wouldn't do that. But you never know. Bray Wyatt at some point. Sami Zayn might get a shot at that title at some point because he got a match, but... Brock Lesnar kind of ruined that. Yeah, and, and he just got choked out immediately. Yeah. And no one so a real match is needed. Yeah. But I think Triple H taking over and Cody and Bray coming back and Sammy being put in the position he's in has prolonged Roman Reigns' title reign and made it so that it's not stale. Like, he still has people to face. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, he'd probably be facing the same people over and over. I kind of agree with you. Bray Wyatt and Roman Reigns... That story kind of needs that, to... That that's a loose sick. end that needs to be tied. That would be sick. Cody and Seth, even though they had three great matches and shit, one of which was probably the match of the year. I just think him telling him, you'll never take anything from me ever again, and then Cody coming back, winning a rumble, and telling Seth the very next night on... on no, well, it's Saturday this year, right? Well, it's Saturday and Sunday, WrestleMania. No, well, I mean, oh, the Rumble. Rumble yeah. yeah, yeah, I believe so. So he comes out on Raw and tells him, Seth, I got one more thing to take from you. Mm. Man. That would be great. That and would then, be and great. then that whole build. Like, it, it's a couple of weeks build. Is there a pay-per-view in between WrestleMania and... It would be Chamber. It would have to be. So And, and, that's, and that pay-per-view is still sticking around. Who does Rollins fight? As if he gets to be champion, we're going way off topic here, but who does he fight if he gets to be champion at, at Chamber? Where does Cody go with that? Um, I don't know. I don't know. That's that's pretty far away from now. Yeah, we're, we're, we're far away from way now. We just kind of fucking yeah, went way I mean, off topic. With still, that's, that's what that's what talking about wrestling. Yeah. Right? But didn't you want to talk about the whole Punk buyout? Yeah, quick? yeah. I was going to talk about the whole CM Punk. we got like 15 minutes left. We do. We do. Uh, the whole CM Punk buyout. Uh, Tony Khan is a, apparently, you know, rumor is that Tony Khan is working on a buyout for CM Punk. Buy him out of his contract because apparently it's looking like the elite, and that's Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. It looks like they are, you know, the investigation is more favored towards them. So basically, Punk's out. 
Basically, Punk is going to be out. But he's going to get paid to be out because they just want to get rid well, of he him. Was on, he was on, they got to honor the contract, I guess. And, Damn, you know, so this is the, the dude that sued WWE and is now getting bought out by AEW. There was an allegation that came out. The fact that it came out now kind of like tells you why the elite won the investigation. It came out that CM Punk's dog was actually harmed in the brawl. At All Out in Chicago. The rumor was that, you know, whoever walked into the room, you know, opened the door real fast and like, hit his dog in the face or whatever. And they were saying that the dog had two chipped teeth. Well, apparently that was actually like called bullshit by the other side. Because they were saying, it's like, why would we just find out about that right now? The dog getting harmed in the brawl. We find out about that almost two months later. Why is that coming out now? Because it just goes to show you how desperate apparently CM Punk's side is. You know, that that doesn't make CM Punk look any better. Ace Steel just lost his job over all this shit. Um, so it looks like we're probably going to get the Elite back. I don't know when. I don't know how soon. But they were also saying how... Who gives a shit? <laughs> not many people, because not like the ratings are going to be that much affected. If anything, it would be affected negatively. Um, but they're saying that the only thing that may be holding up the buyout is a non-compete clause. Now, that's obviously you know because why. the only other company that could pay CM Punk the money that he was getting in AEW is WWE. Little T is scared because we talked about this. Is there anybody that's going to bury the hatchet with CM Punk and say, let's make some money, it'll be Triple H? It's Triple H, man. I I've said this before. I don't know if I ever said it on the show or just me and you talking. Um, but I always felt like, you know what? If there is a chance that CM Punk would ever come back to WWE, it's because Triple H would be the one. He'd be the adult putting, you know, differences aside because he's going to do what's best for business. And that's controversy brings cash. Yeah. And Triple H is not Vince McMahon. All right. No. Vince McMahon apparently wanted nothing to do with CM Punk, even when Fox was begging him to sign him once they had that backstage show and they got CM Punk for that. We all kind of thought Punk was eventually going to come back. I did so. So I'm not taking that off the table now either. I just feel like Triple H would be willing to, you know, set aside personal issues, whatever. Is CM Punk going to be? That I don't know. Does CM Punk want to end his wrestling legacy like this? I don't Is think he, gonna he have plan to. I don't think he should. Yeah, he's going to have to swallow every word he's ever said. But, I mean, do you want to be known as the guy who bitched about how he was the best wrestler in the world and he has his arguments that make sense at a certain point and but but go out as the guy who just bitched and moaned because he got another chance at another company and decided to say hey fuck you too yeah i mean i, I don't, don't think know, punk man. wants to do that i th i think punk will take an offer if it's good enough it's going to be a lot of money but at the same time and i would think he's going to be part time and i think he should be because look Look at all the guys that had... Part-time punk. Part-time punk. I like that. PT punk. Um, but, like, all the all the big names that had, you know, huge layoffs from wrestling, whether it be, you know, their own doing or an injury, they all came back and got injured. Edge came back and got injured. Christian just got injured. CM Punk got injured twice. Once yeah. was on his entrance. Punk needs to be part-time. Definitely. I'm sure he ain't going to have a fucking issue with that, even though he hated part-timers 10 years ago. I'd say his contract to come back, for him to swallow everything, every little bit of pride he got would have to have big money. 
A WrestleMania a main WrestleMania event? A WrestleMania main event, definitely. And maybe one last title run at some point. And, and yeah, and the thing, and he's still healing from his tricep injury. So it's yeah. not like, you know, we would see him anytime soon anyway. So you could at least rule him out as far as being one of the guys that could beat Roman for the title. And who knows, if he does come back, when it happens. Like you say, he's healing from an injury. Maybe he comes back, like, next year around this time. It would have to be sometime next year. It's going to... I don't... I don't know exactly when. I don't know how, you know, how long a tricep injury, you know, how long it takes to heal. I'll tell you what, though. I get on the EW fans a lot, but WWE fans are very fickle. If CM Punk's music came on, they'd pop their fucking shit. Of course. We'd all do it. <laughs> of course. Of course we would. And like, again, why not? Because, hey, like like you said, man, Vince McMahon, Vince McMahon yeah. brought back Hogan. He brought back Warrior. Brought back Brett. He brought back Austin. Triple H convinced him to bring, you know, Bruno and induct him into the Hall of Fame. And the names you mentioned, Hogan testified against him in court to put him, try to put him in jail. Yep. And Brett punched him in his face. Well, he deserved it. But I'm saying... And he, I think Vince he, even there, knew that. There was things bigger than Punk just saying words like he did. Yeah, you're right. He sued one of the doctors. As far as I know, I don't think that doctor works for WWE anymore. Yeah. Like... You think Triple H is going to let a little lawsuit keep him from making as much money as he will if Punk came back to WWE? Come on. Yeah. He's not an idiot. My only thing is the locker room. There has to be something like, look, man, you can't be causing shit. Because apparently, well, not apparently, allegedly, Chris Jericho at the um, the brawl out is what they call it. Um, media scrum fall out from the brawl out. Chris Jericho, like, you know, called CM Punk a locker room cancer to his face. Like, when all this shit was happening, I guess he, you know, came around to try to mediate things and everything. And him so being the locker room leader. you tell me Jericho got in the face of a UFC, a former UFC fighter. He did get his ass kicked, but he fought in UFC, but he ran from MVP. MVP must be that dude. Yeah, well, CM Punk ain't MVP, so <laughs> that's for sure. Um, but apparently Chris Jericho had called CM Punk, you know, a locker room cancer. And, you know, uh, I think the, the entire AEW locker room at, at this point agrees. And I think that's another reason why AEW is not going to bring him back because I don't think the locker room wants anything to do with him. I don't think he gets away with that in WWE. I mean, they have too many legit people like Matt Riddle won't play that. Matt Riddle knocks CM Punk the fuck out. And then you got Brock, who comes back every once in a while. I, I, I feel like he'd be alright. I feel like he'd be alright with Brock. I'm sure they get along. Honestly, Roman's both... not going to play that shit when he's around. It's just going to be interesting. I, I don't know. Like, do you do you risk screwing up? You know the locker room. You know that you got right now because I don't know. I mean, we're not back there, obviously, but we don't hear as much. We don't hear anything. No. We don't hear anything going I mean, on. By no means is WWE, like, Punk needs them more than they need him because we're, we're chilling with Bray Wyatt coming back and waiting for Cody. Like, Punk, yeah. if he wants to sit on the couch for the rest I mean, of his Punk, life, I won't be mad. Punk don't really need him either. It just all depends on... For his wrestling career. For his yeah. legacy. Yeah, not not for money, but for his nah. legacy. Like, where are you going to go to Impact? <sighs> GCW? Unless he's just completely turned off for pro wrestling as, you know, even more yeah, so well, than he was. Yeah, well, then stay away forever this time. Yeah, if that, I agree. Just like Eddie Kingston said last year. And it's crazy to go back to the, to the Eddie Kingston, you know, back and forth promo they had. Kingston I was saying, how much that shit was real. I'm pretty sure all of it. Because Kingston was saying, it's like, look, everybody back there is afraid to say it, but I'm not. We don't want you here. 
Here we are a year later. He's not here. Yeah. Maybe Eddie Kingston was right. So what happened to putting the young talent over? I guess it's just like Triple H said in that fucking promo years ago. You want change if it benefits you. Like right. You, that, that's all you want. So, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting, man. Like, I... And, and, you know, there are already reports saying that Triple H is willing to, you know, put things aside and, Let you know, look into this. Be it's all on Punk. The ball would be in Punk's court. And again, it's going to take a lot of, you know... A lot of words over the last, not just year that you were in AEW, but the last eight years since you left WWE. It's been that long. Punk's got a lot of pride to swallow. All right? But at the same time, Punk ain't stupid. He's a businessman. I would think, if anything, just have a sit down with Triple H and Punk and someone there to mediate it. Triple H, someone Punk, that, Paul Heyman, yeah. and... I would say Who was the fourth one we said? Adam Pearce apparently is still really Adam Pearce and Punk is from Ring of Honor. Right. Triple H, Punk, Paul Heyman, and Adam Pearce. Two guys that Triple H can trust, but two guys that Triple H, uh, that CM Punk. Punk can trust. Yeah, absolutely. I think you get the four of them in a room and, and, and something figure gets this done. shit out. Figure this shit out. You know, and just, hey, put it all out on the table. Let it and all out And that's another there. reason why I think if Punk came back, he wouldn't. Screw the locker room because Paul Heyman is there. Paul yeah. Heyman has a certain aura to him with guys in the back that it's like, okay. He's got know, a lot of pull. And look how, look how long he's been around. So He's got a lot of pull. We'll see. We will see. He, 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 that's the positive about that. If he were to entertain the idea of you know going back to WWE, he has guys like Paul Heyman and Adam Pearce in his corner. And, you know, in this WWE right now, like that means a lot. So, I, honestly, man... I, I kind of wonder if he looks at that, like, because Adam Pearce does have a production role too. Like, mm. he produces some good matches. Yeah, yeah. And he's an on. He was an on-screen figure for a little while. I wish they would bring him back. He's not anymore. I haven't seen him in a while. Right. But the fact that, like, I wonder if Punk is looking at that, saying, like, Yo, I got people in actual positions of power over there now. Like, maybe I can go back over there and have a, the, you know, a better time. I, think I don't know. I, I mean. Before any of that, he needs to look in. He look. He needs to look at himself in the mirror. All right. Like here's the thing. Before we go, he's only got a couple minutes. But like, all this shit that happened, he didn't start any of it. He damn sure finished it. He didn't start any of it. His reaction to you know how he feels, everything he said. I don't fault him for saying everything he said about the people he said it about. Because like you said, fuck the elite. Okay. Yeah. They, they, but how he went who, about who it. Who the fuck are they to book right, anything? Right. How he went about it, though, is why he's in the situation he's in. Yeah. You can't help yourself. You like, know what I mean? When people curse Punk out, I'm like, yo, honestly, I'm kind of on his side, but kind of not. It's just he had shit to say to get it off his chest. And yeah. he said it about some people who are, look at the way they were booking shit. Like, why? FTR is where they are, partially because of the Young Bucks. No, I know. So I, I'm with Punk, but at the same time, he went about it the wrong way. Yeah, and that's he did. why he is where he is. Yep. So now he's going to have to swallow a big fucking cup of nasty medicine if he wants to ever come back to wrestling and maybe be able to right some wrongs. Yeah, it would be nice see him, you know, end it on his terms, you know. I, I, I would like to see it, you know, but we are literally running out of time. Um, if you haven't already, be sure to follow us at the underscore wrestling underscore high on Instagram. Any last thoughts in this last minute? Let me make sure we're still fucking recording. Yeah, we are. Cause I hope I don't, this fucking shit I'm not trying to... I, if he doesn't do it now, then we 
gotta find some way to record this shit on. Maybe a voice note and fucking send it to the app. I think I think we're good. Just to be safe. But anyway, that that was my final thought. I'm out of here. So uh, hopefully this records, and if it did, let's hurry up and save it before that. Yeah, you'll you'll hear it. (laughs) Anyway, guys, for Mikey Bravo, this is Lex James, and we'll see you next week for uh, Crown Jewel. High and low oh, for Crown like Jewel. Bella says, the Crown Jewel. <laughs> see ya, guys. Hit you with a high and low next week. Until then, see you then. Until then, I'll see you then. Boz. Whatever. Lyrical Lex James. <laughs>